0: Can hear you you can hear me yeah i can hear you move around he was like a little staticky
1: oh, Like it's sick what's thick i said that's sick like oh
0: hell yeah it is you're it i don't i don't say sick no more now that we're in 2020
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> like <mm-mm. laughs> i don't know i try not to bring it up <laughs> well that's uh um was it that's healthy is that or uh clean bill of mm-hmm. health yeah
0: i still say that's dope because you know people still like that stuff
1: people still like dope that's true are we recording mm-hmm. the podcast as we do you just go into it or
0: yeah no i mean i record it and if there's a super awesome early part i keep all of it i mean you know yeah and then when i'm like we're done i keep <laughs> recording just, again you, in case hang you start hang without
1: telling someone that <laughs> <podcast is> <laughs>
0: i did do that once (laughs) was that because one guy was like at the time was pre-pandemic so i was doing it face-to-face still and i was giving out toys and i gave a toy to demo and demo goes this toy is great we can end the episode now and then i just press stop and i was like all right thanks for coming dude (laughs) and so it's like a 10 minute episode (laughs) he was like so upset afterwards he's like i didn't get to talk about my podcast at all
1: oh so he was legit angry
0: uh, I I spent like a couple minutes talking about it after the episode because I have an outro, and I was like, check I'm it not- out. It's is and I'll do it right now. Patreon? Binge purge. Is it- uh, binge purge is his podcast where he binge watches something and tells you whether it was worth it.
1: Ah, that's weird.
0: Yeah, I owe him that. I love the jacket.
1: Thank you, thank you. I, I'm uh, it's my favorite thing.
0: Yeah, it's super cool for those. Uh, since this is on audio only. This is a it's a chalk line Brett the Hitman Hart jacket. Pink, black, white, stars. It's the full. You look okay, like it's a champion.
1: The 1993
0: Royal Rumble. Dude, it's awesome. It looks sick. I, it looks like I something know. Elvis could get away with, Jimmy Hart and Henry Barajas.
1: Yeah, no, I, I when I walk around with this on, I was looking for my I just got the Dodgers hat since
0: you're wearing a hat. Mm. Um
1: no, I got... That's just because I, I
0: shaved my head and I got too close to the sun.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I finally got an Aaron Marsh fitted hat. I've never owned one. You're the only person I know that could rock a fitted hat. Really? Yeah. I don't really I see... I mean... People. I see people with snapbacks, you know. I hate those. I I I, I can only wear those because my head's so big. I finally got the eight. I was like, I'm going to yeah. get the eight. And it fits, you know, it's not. it's a little loose, but it's not like too bad you know that's what you want because if it's too tight you get a headache yeah so it was the largest size they had and it fits
0: dude i didn't notice that you had a large head um i think it's the hair no way dude it's got to be the actual skull because hair goes down
1: no i mean i think my hair makes my head look smaller oh that could be People don't really, I think it's, I don't know. My nose is big. So people look at my big nose and my, my, my big bagel lips. So there's a lot of big on me, you know? Yeah. Well, it's also the beard.
0: I think the beard and the hair and everything rounds it all out. So it just, it just looks like a good head. Yeah. So I'm never concerned about like the proportions of your head.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: We're keeping that. That's, that's, that's it. That's the podcasting. Thanks for showing up. This has been your head and lips. I love,
1: I love that you just do these five minute podcasts and end them. Yeah, exactly. I want you to clear
0: your day out so I can just take five minutes. of I'm like a utility guy, you know. I just show up to be like the cable yeah. looks fine. I don't know why you took the day off work. You just gotta jiggle it when it does that.
1: You just had to <laughs> so press wait. the button.
0: How's how's your pandemic been? I know it's not the. Are we on the record that. or not? We are on the record. Okay. Consider everything that we've said on the record. Everything you're gonna say on the record.
1: Okay, that's good to know. Uh, My pandemic... So, like, we're talking about the pandemic. Um, The pandemic has been pretty terrible. I had a lot of things lined up this year for... Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Of course, yeah, no, you lost every convention. Yeah, Comic conventions are a big part of your life. I mean, yes. I was supposed to be a special guest for San Diego Comic-Con, international, Mm -hmm. and I've been going there for 12 years, and that's kind of the big, like um you know it's a big thing for me and yeah. um and it, and you know firsthand like i don't really want to go into specific specifics but like remember when we saw each other serendipitously at a In airport? the airport yeah yeah and how you know how it was treated by a co-worker
0: yeah, i remember exactly remember that. that
1: yeah yeah and uh, i'll so- be the first one to be like
0: i wanted to like i didn't know if how much of it your boss it was i want to be like hey be nice
1: <laughs> so uh- so you know, I've I've been through a lot in this industry, yeah. I've, and I've been you know talked down to before. And you know, one year I had three jobs: I was working for Top yeah. Cow, I was working as a weekend writer for Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. and I was managing a donut shop. Yeah, and I did a lot of work for five years to make my graphic novel, which got pretty pretty great uh, reception and. It's now being sold at the Smithsonian's bookstore, which was a highlight. Dude, I mean, well,
0: I know you're making it sound like, yeah, and I appreciate that. But in my mind, I'm like, that's like building a statue that goes into the Smithsonian. You did something incredible. Thank you. It's not like you did all that work just so you can be like, you know, so this can go on my resume. You made a great piece of comic art that is being read scholarly. Yeah. Because you wrote something so
1: good. Congratulations. Huge. Just to recap, the okay, book I'm sorry. talking about is La Vosa Mayo. No, I, I, I should. Have. It's called La Voz de Mayo, Dr. Rambo. It's about my great-grandfather. He was a political activist. Uh, he helped one of the last Native American tribes in Tucson, Arizona, keep their land and gain their federal recognition, which is really hard. Um, they were the last tribe until 2007. If you don't have treaty rights, it's really hard to establish that you're an indigenous person or peoples to the United States. Uh, And it's intentionally created to make it very hard so that people don't have to, you know, get tax money and, and all that, but, uh, and keep land. And so it was a very big thing and it was a a poorly documented endeavor by not just my great grandfather, Ramon Jaurie, but a group of people of the community in Pasqua, which is currently known as old Pasqua. And I wanted to kind of amend history. I didn't want to change history. I didn't want to like point fingers, but I had a, Um, you know, and I had, I had something to say, so I was very grateful that I had three Kickstarters done to make it happen. My, my publisher that I work with, um, and that same boss who, Uh you know, you had met were very, um, are big advocates of the book. And it's like in a lot of libraries, it's in the, somebody took a picture of it at the first known comic book store in, um, Amsterdam. That's awesome. So it's like all and I was and I actually debuted the book in England in no, last November. And I was standing there with the book and this comic book store owner came up to me and said, I ordered copies of that. And it was just really, you know, um, moving that people are that, are, you know, that people are giving it a shot and selling it. And mm-hmm. and this so it came out in November 2019 and 2020 was the year I was going to tour it. I was yeah. going to be a Tucson Festival of Books guest, you know, of honor and that's something I've been going to since I was 15 years old and and um so there's been some small victories but um, t- 2020 is one of those years where like it it's an in- it's an interesting horrible year for me but there are some things I can celebrate and um just Yeah, well that's why well, I asked because Realm, great, great I remember
0: games, in March uh, when everything got canceled, it was a huge kick to the balls for everybody. But specifically, I was like, "Ah, oh, like my friends that do gig work and conventions like you." I was like, "I don't even know what they're gonna do." And then you went and turned us around and made Helm Grey
1: Yeah, Helm Grey Castle. Grey Castle. I'm
0: sorry. No, it got all man on the mind.
1: No, I'm glad. I want people to. I see the. So one of the things I noticed about La Voz de Mayo was there was a barrier of entry. So if you don't know Spanish and then people who feel uncomfortable about discussing um, racism within the United States and people feeling like some guilt, um, some might call it white guilt. Uh, There's some
0: I just call it guilt.
1: Yeah, there's some guilt. Yeah. And so when you talk about Native American rights, Mexican American rights and accomplishments and how they've been overshadowed and largely given to one or you know the or told by white scholars it's it's a difficult conversation to have so when i so with helm gray castle i wanted to part mesoamerican history kind of rewrite it in a way where maybe they they beat the spanish they were able to keep going and then also make it so that it's like an it's a fantasy that anybody can can look at Mm -hmm. and you can look at it as a fantasy story or you can look at it as a way of discussing mesoamerican history
0: yeah that's awesome thanks man. And is that gonna be out early next year
1: the projected um fulfillment date is or month is april 2021
0: nice see i believe that 2021 can be a great year for you because of all this work you're putting in in 2020 <laughs> like no, yeah. you're building a, a legacy like to the point To where it's like, I know you're like, I wasn't able to do San Diego Comic-Con this year, and I've been looking forward to that my whole life, and I wasn't able to do the Tucson Book Fair, but I've been looking – I wanted to do that my whole life. There's no reason that in 2022, a guy now with two successful books wouldn't get invited to both of those things as well, or maybe by that time, three.
1: one of the things too I have to remember is I don't do it for that I do it for mm-hmm. you know this is a compulsion thing that I have to make a comic I have to tell a story and mm-hmm. whether it gets recognized for an Eisner or I get invited to a convention that has to be secondary and that's one of the things like you learn in stand-up comedy you know that that's mm-hmm. how we met and a lot of people I don't know if anyone is listening to this because it's it's me but I was very fortunate that you and I got to meet through stand up and there's a level of, well, I'm going to do like when you do comedy in Tucson, but in particularly you're doing it because you love the craft mm-hmm. and you want to make people laugh. And that's something you need to do. You're not like there is there like until I moved to LA, the hopes of ever getting an hour ready or touring. That's when I realized you really just have to quit your job and your life work at this comedy store and wait until you get noticed or build a friendship of people that want to project each other. Mm -hmm. There was nothing like that in Tucson other than just opening for people coming from LA.
0: Yeah. Which is true. But at the same time, there has to be a point when those comics go, I want to be one of the guys from LA, you know, like everyone's got to cross that bridge, but I know I hear what you're saying. Sorry to get on the stand-up road, but like Jerry Seinfeld's got a great quote where he turned down a life achievement award.
1: Yeah. And exactly. he was like that's, I'm glad well, yeah, we'll because
0: my that. career is the lifetime achievement award. The fans, he's like you and the ability to do the art is the award. Right. I don't need a statue for the award based on the award.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. you're like, "Oh, that, that's the right way to look at it." Absolutely.
1: Cuz if you're chasing those accolades, it's it's heartbreaking. Like I would love an Eisner. Like I thought in my heart Lavos would be nominated for mm. a new story based on reality. But it didn't happen. And I was fortunate enough to get enough librarians and educators to read the book. And I was very fortunate that my publisher had me at New York Comic Con and at the New York Public Library, which you will love this. When I was telling people that I was like, I'm going to go to the New York Public Library and they're going to go, oh, you're going to go to the Ghostbusters thing. Yeah, of course. That's exactly what I thought when you said it. (laughs) <laughs> and then, then once I said that, the image like popped up in my mind, and I was like, "Oh, I've already been here." And once I got there, I almost started weeping because it's so beautiful, and yeah. on the inside, it's almost like. Um, Wait, for those who don't
0: know, it is the opening shot of Ghostbusters. It's the lion, and then they did that. Got external. to see the and lion. Then, yeah, although internal, it was like
1: raining speechless.
0: too. Oh, cool! Dramatic.
1: Did so you see any go- ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Uh well, there are some ghostly people, some librarians kind of just went, Oh, Lord's book, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I taught. Showing up. Uh no, then I got to meet a lot of librarians in the area, got to meet some educators, and hopefully, fingers crossed, LaVos gets added to the world's largest school district um reading like mandatory reading and curriculum.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that's awesome. Dude, that's literally like the greatest impact a person can have
1: right like i that's what i'm like most excited about that like five years from now kids are going to be like oh i know who that is i know who ramon jauriga is he helped native americans because there's not enough like mexican-american legends that we tell i mean we talk about cesar chavez not enough about dolores huerta and Mm -hmm. then who else do we talk about other than exactly celebrities
0: And and then after that we got athletes
1: yeah We got athletes, celebrities, which, you know, sometimes they can be political and important figures. But I, as someone who I mean, you appreciate Malcolm X, but, you know, we can't we can't keep propping celebrities up and making them political mouths. You know, that's true.
0: Although we are starting to see a little more and more Latin people in the Senate and the House and stuff like, yeah, you know when we do got Sotomayor in the Supreme court, like it's, it's getting there, but you're right. No, we are limited in what we have as far as those kinds of heroes for those kinds of reasons. But I also think in the next 40, 50 years, we're going to get a lot more of them. Oh, There's yeah. just too much, you
1: know? I mean, the numbers um, just kind of dictate that. I mean, the amount of Mexican American people and Latin people Um, that have immigrated and have grown up here their second or third generation that don't know their Mm -hmm. native world or land so yeah it's uh it's going to be an interesting future and i um you know hoped that Lovos de Mayo has a part in celebrating those voices
0: for sure i think
1: it for sure is it's down that road
0: you know like it's really interesting to me to hear you say these things Because like, you know, you you say them, but I'm like, you got to say that with a bit of a smile on the inside (laughs) to know that like, it's like, this is a part of your impact, part of your motion. You set this completely into movement and motion. You created this and pushed it into the world. And now it's having this great positive impact really fast, let alone what it's going to be like in 10, 15 years, because it could also just keep growing. There's no reason it couldn't exponentially grow. It's not a thing that's only interesting in one year. Right. this is interesting to a culture that's been around for hundreds of years and this is about an injustice that's been going on since the beginning of america
1: yeah no it's uh i'm not very patient when it comes to <laughs> my work i get so it. But I feel also... like this is i'm too late you know no way and that's no, the way I'm i feel saying... personally i know
0: i know but i'm saying the opposite you gotta be able to sit back hopefully after this interview and smile a little bit like, yeah, you know what? I did set this into motion and this is making a good impact because it's like not many books become these giant successes overnight. True, A lot of them have to sit for 10, 15 years before they become catcher in the rye, you know, like, but there's the occasional Harry Potter that becomes an explosion immediately. And we're like, Oh, but Henry's books, not Harry Potter. You're like, yeah, but it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be catcher in the rye.
1: My, you know, as soon as I did the, as soon as i i mean i have i have a copy and that's good enough for me you know yeah. like i also like to on your own it.
0: copy <laughs>
1: <laughs> i should i should <laughs> and to Henry, Henry. your good next job, book bud. is going to be even more profitable which this one isn't but um that you know it's one of those things i like to equate it now as a as a a kid that I had for five years and it's gone off to college and it never calls and it never writes anymore. And Mm -hmm. people have formed their own opinions about it.
0: Yeah. But like every musician I've heard that said the same thing about their albums, they send all their albums off and they see what comes back to them. They go, even those ones that I thought forgot about me, find their way back.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, there was this cool moment this year where someone I met last March She was an educator at Cornell College in Wisconsin, and she incorporated it into her class. Her students, you know, all read it. I did a Zoom class or a Zoom chat. Yeah. And they had answered some questions. So, yeah, I'm already talking to college kids who are like soaking it in. And that was, you know, surreal being.
0: Yeah. In what, 13 months?
1: That's true. Yeah. In 13 months. For literature? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's 88 miles an hour buddy
1: that's <laughs> i'm i see like you know i'm glad i'm talking to you about it because you know i think it's a part of just having trying to have a uh a, a humble you know vision for it or trying to be keep myself I get that that's not know, my job that's not your job exactly so i'm glad you, you have such a you know thank you for saying what you're saying because for me of it's course. like i'm my, my next goal is to find some adaptation for it, you know, to do. Because I know people like to read, to watch more than they read. Mm-hmm. So hopefully finding some, like, you know, lifetime movie version of it. <laughs> I don't or want you to have even. some
0: weird Mario Lopez stars as Colonel Sanders stars. Yeah, as my and...
1: great-grandfather. <laughs> yeah, like, I want something bigger for that. I do, too. No, I do, yeah. too. I, I mean, I'm definitely shooting... I mean, I call my I, I, like I called my shot. I was like, I'm going to be a, an Image Comics author. I'm going to publish my graphic novel with Image Comics, and it happened.
0: Yeah, can I talk to you about working the three jobs for a bit?
1: Yeah, let's talk about it.
0: So you were working three jobs, and I was like, "Why are you working three jobs?" Because it was just like, "There's no way that did you, you think of these that? Did you add,
1: did you really think that?
0: Yeah, but and I wasn't thinking that in the sense of like I was like, "Are these jobs really not paying you enough?" Like. Because you were doing, like, work at Image. It wasn't like you were sitting around.
1: It was part-time.
0: It was part-time, which is why you also found time to, like, do the Donut Shop. What was the third one?
1: And I was writing for Sci-Fi Wire on the weekends.
0: Oh, of course. No, yeah, you should be doing that.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I was just, like, I was
0: really worried that Henry was spreading himself too thin. I was. Because I was just, like, you're, like, doing, like, 80 hours a week.
1: I was doing 80 hours a week. That and was... It was rough. I mean, I was also living in in the Hollywood Hills, which was a $1,200 monthly apartment for me. Yeah, which but was that's dumb. also
0: not, it is dumb. And I did tell you it was dumb, but you said you wanted to experience it. And I was like, All I right. did it for a year. Yeah, I,
1: I called my shot. I was When I was working for an author who lived in the Hollywood Hills, I would stand up on the hill, look at the mm-hmm. sunset, and be like, this is what I want. I want this. Mm-hmm. And I got it and i was supporting my mom. Oh, time, i had no too.
0: idea about that other side. Oh my god. Yeah. You were you're the good mexican son.
1: <laughs> that's what we <laughs> should call the movie, the good
0: mexican son. Yeah, that's that's going to be the Henry Braha story. <laughs> the good mexican son. It's yeah. going to have you in the hills. Oh, so after you did the $1200 a month rent, did you just scale down the apartment which allowed you to scale down your hours of work? Like how yeah. did you wean off it. of the 80 hours a week.
1: Well, I got more hours at Top Cow. Mhm. And then I got uh I found a $800 apartment. Nice. Is that where you're at now? No, I'm uh in a new place. I had to move in March. This this oh, last no. March, yeah.
0: Yeah. Before uh lockdown or after? No,
1: like the 15th I had to start.
0: So like right in the middle of lockdown.
1: Yeah. No, when the, just the start, like day 1 of lockdown.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Way to time it well and my roommate like, well, was getting
1: engaged time, yeah. she wanted to live with her fiance they they needed their own space and i was like okay and uh had no choice and i had a friend who was moving in with his partner and uh it just worked out and i'm really grateful that i was able to find a cheaper spot i mean it's smaller but you know it's i'm able to save some money not yeah, exactly money and stuff you know how it is. be comfortable within your space that's great yeah What's next for Hammer Bras? What's next? Well, Helm Greycastle is going to be you know, doing that yeah. for, you know... Um, How many issues is that going to be? It's going to be four issues.
0: It's awesome. And then I saw you make an announcement about an artist that you got to do one of the covers.
1: Yeah, my favorite cartoonist, uh, David Lapham. What do people know him from? He created a comic book called Straight Bullets, which is that. like something that has influenced a lot of filmmakers in los angeles because that's where he was doing his book but it's considered i mean it's also considered one of the best noir comics of all time Mm -hmm. you know an eisner award-winning series he created he also wrote batman spider-man punisher daredevil he created
0: all those characters
1: he created all of those characters (laughs) no but like you know whenever i look at he for me his uh the way he makes comics is I think the the top tier best way to ever do it and I've always kind of been worshiping the altar that is like Lapham him him and his wife were like a co-team like a co-creating team so he was like someone who I would email and be like hey I want to learn how to write comics and Uh he would send me scripts and be very cool about going back and forth that's awesome and met him at you know a signing and and uh, when it came time to do a new series, I was uh, I just said, hey, will you draw me a cover? I'll send you a bunch of money. And he was like, he said yes. And I couldn't believe it. it was,
0: That's great. Yeah. He just I'm, sent his Venmo. And was yeah. just like, send, he said, send a please uh,
1: donate to my OnlyFans. And I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, you know, OnlyFans isn't only pornography, I found out.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize it's just it's what it's it's made to just be a paywall. Whatever you yeah. choose to do on the other side of that paywall is just your choice.
1: But let's be so honest. He, Come on. I understand
0: what it's most famous for. I get it.
1: No, but I, if yeah. That guy, what made it for what made it famous was sex workers. So oh, anything sure. after that is
0: without a doubt. I understand. This is like being like, you know, you can be artistic on Wikifeed. I understand <laughs> how obscure it is. But if he was to be like, no, no, my only fans, I'll be taking requests for drawings, and you guys can watch me draw these things. And if people had an interest. Yeah, that could literally be an OnlyFans. It's not, doesn't have to be. Oh, by the way, I'm also going to have sex with my wife on camera
1: (laughs) (laughs) while drawing. No, let's just be. I do not want people to think he has one. So yeah, it was. uh, He was very cool, Mm -hmm. and um, we also announced Becky Cloonan as a cover artist who's been who I've been a fan of for a long time. And um, yeah, no, this is supposed. This is going to be like to me this is my most commercial work of like, this is a fantasy. This is yeah. something anyone can get involved. This is like, what if Lord of the Rings had a South side, you know, <laughs> everyone see, yeah. I love that pitch. Cause everyone
0: laughs at that. Well, yeah, it's really funny because Lord of the Rings must have a South side. We haven't seen it.
1: We haven't seen and it. it.
0: Sounds like a blast.
1: And when we, we all know what the South side is like, everybody has of a course. South side.
0: For sure. We do. And we definitely know in Lord of the Rings, Smeagol's got to live somewhere. <laughs> we never saw his neighborhood. We never saw
1: <laughs> Smeagol hung his hat at night. That's right. Yeah,
0: exactly. And you're going to show us.
1: Yeah. It's it's my, like, what if, what if this, like, what if Mexico was Wakanda and they kind of covered themselves in trees and tried to, it looked like just what really happened. You know, we're still discovering Aztec. Buildings and artifacts. Oh, for sure. So we're it's just not discovering that the fetched.
0: tempt We're watching the people that are just doing the bookkeeping of the Aztecs. They're just like, oh yes, here we go. This is the very first fluorescent light.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the and first to explore <laughs> their like artistic side, and you know we always think about the brutal, savage, um, you know, sacrifice side you know we we tend to forget they gave us the calendar
0: and um this is really for me but this is also a thing everyone can dig into i think you have good choices in restaurants and i'm going to tell you a genre of restaurant you tell me your favorite places to eat that genre of food in tucson and los angeles
1: okay wow
0: yeah so you got you have some choose choose wisely because i'm going to eat at these places (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to start with uh, Mexican food Because okay. I don't know where to go in LA for Mexican food
1: Re- uh, Okay so That's funny because I have Such a high Bar when it comes to Mexican food And yeah. coming part here of it was problem. really Difficult to find a place
0: Yeah no I'm still traveling around finding Places but nowhere that I'm married To the way I'm married to like Rocco's In Tucson for pizza check it out um, if,
1: You know it, If people cut you Rocco's comes out
0: yeah the marinara sauce from Rocco's comes out with a chocolate chip cookie and a chicken wing
1: remember well was it 50 cent wing night or yeah Mm -hmm. remember that
0: yeah it was uh Wednesday nights I used to work there and so that was like it was like a war shift you knew going in this was going to be the toughest night of the week because I was also like doing like the dishwashing because I do prep if I got a day shift at night I was doing the dishwashing and so on those wing nights i was just cleaning those long things where they'd bake the wings before they fried them yeah all night long wow it was just non-stop and i would have to be there like 2 hours after close getting it done and you as close people like so you'd be area.
1: there till midnight probably Yeah, like yeah. that's it
0: yeah, yeah no it was still enough time to go get a beer afterwards but it was also the goal was if i was kicking ass we could get out at
1: 11:30 that was always the goal
0: the goal was 11:30 and it would pff, We'd sometimes get close to hang out. I never actually hit eleven thirty, but eleven forty-five and stuff we would hit. If it was midnight, I back was then there
1: midnight. was no booze there, right? You didn't have booze there. We had beers. Oh, okay. They had the old
0: style cans of beer and stuff.
1: But at the same time, I remember
0: that. Uh, I don't remember ever drinking on the job at Rocco's. I'm sorry, mm. everybody, for being a responsible dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> It's the one place you're not supposed to be a responsible dishwasher, but I don't recall drinking on the job there ever.
1: Wait, so that's where's your funny.
0: where's your LA Mexican food?
1: My favorite L okay, so it, it's a it, it splits up. So my favorite LA Mexican tamales are in East LA. Uh, I think it's called Tanya's. Yeah, okay. That's, that's a it's really a, a ways away. I imagine it's got a lot of good Mexican food. Yeah. Um my favorite um, is El Conquistador by mm-hmm. the comedy store. That's a place yeah. to, like sit down and eat. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to, And in the Valley, uh, El Coyote, mostly oh. because of Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. For no, sure. Casa Vega, Casa Vega. That's what it's called.
0: Casa Vega. Yeah. Somebody told uh, that me Casa Vega great. was a place where cougars picked up on cubs.
1: That's and what I, I have... heard. Yeah.
0: I've heard that, but I haven't seen that. And I'm like a bunch of liars. I'm just here eating Mexican food. Like <laughs> you an just idiot. be
1: there with your <laughs> with your skinny hat. Yeah, exactly. Just looking <laughs> as young as
0: possible. Shaving twice before I go there. Just Henry Barajas. I've known him a long time. I've God, I probably have known Henry for like eight nine years. Met him in Tucson at an open mic out there. It laughs. Now you've seen he's come a long way author, comic book maker. Guys, check out Lavaz de Mayo. I apologize if I said it so white, but that is how I talk. I am the whitest. And his upcoming book, Helm Grey Castle, which we just talked about. You guys heard it, but, you know, just a reminder, follow him on Instagram, Henry J. Barajas, or he's actually on just Henry Barajas on Twitter. He throws the J in there only on Instagram, so you can't follow him. But I got the inside scoop, so that way you can do it. Listen to him, follow him, Excellent comic books. He's out there. Check him out. Fun, funny guy. And then next week, we actually have uh, Mr. Alex Hooper. Wait, before I get too far into Alex Hooper, I do want to mention, I did record these like three, four weeks ago, so there's no mention of any like the storming of Congress or Capitol Hill because it hadn't happened yet. And for the next three or four weeks, you're not going to hear anyone probably mention that in any way, shape, or form because I I, I tape them in advance. I just do. So, I'm sorry. I know people don't really come here for, like, the latest breaking news. But, if there's anything that we do say on any of this that doesn't concur with what's happening in the world now, it's because something radical happened for some radical change. So, I mean, man, right now, I'm recording this days early. This isn't going to come out until next week because I'm recording this the day after Capitol Hill's storming happened. I don't even know what to call that. It's January 7th. And by the time this comes out, who knows? We It it could be President Pence for now, for all I know. Um, I'm getting too political, but I'm just saying that I don't know. This is all recorded then, so it's about then. And then the next couple weeks, all was recorded in December as well, so it's about then. And and that's fine because I am talking to these people about them and what makes them tick and not so much what's outside and what's going on in the world. So next week... We have Alex Hooper. You can find him on social media everywhere at Hooper Hair Puff, and he's got a podcast about therapy called Achilles Heel. And you, if you look up Alex Hooper, you Google, it, you might recognize him from Eric's Got Talent. He's shown up twice. I mean, two separate years. I think all in all, it was like four or five appearances where he roasts the judges, and of course, roast battle. He was on Jeff Ross's roast battle. He was a champion on Jeff Ross's roast battle. I mean, before it hit TV, he was the champion. We have like a rating system. If you're not in L.A., we have a whole rating system and take it like it's like college sports and people have ratings. And Alex was number one for a long time. I feel like he was number one for a year. And that was all before it even hit TV. But So Alex has been on that. Uh, And, of course, he has a YouTube half-hour comedy special if you want to check that out. But that's all, you know, just the credits. Alex, the man is on this next episode, and you're going to love him because he's forever positive, even though when he's roasting, he's really harsh and mean, but also just forever funny. And so it's a good time to have him. Guys, I want to thank you guys again for listening, for following me at Aaron M. Marsh. This is the episode that's out during my birthday. Uh, If you're listening and it's my birthday and you haven't rate, reviewed, or subscribed to this podcast, do it. That's what I'm going to ask for for my birthday this year. For people to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Or if you want to be a super duper fan, find your favorite episode and share it on your social media platform. And say, you know what? I love this episode. You don't have to say you love the whole podcast. Just go with that episode. And make people want to listen to that episode and figure out for themselves if they want to listen to any more. That's what I wish for my birthday. This is going to be out during my birthday. I'm going to actually say that on social media on my birthday which will be day 12 of me announcing I'm leaving Facebook, which is a totally different inside joke. Guys, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world I'll never be long, I've got to be me,
1: I gotta be me, what else can I be?